Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. How are you doing today? Are you having a good day? I hope so. I appreciate you spending your time today to join us on another episode of Thriving Entrepreneur. We want to help you move even just that needle point shift just a little bit today. Make a little progress towards what you define as a thriving life. I think that's so important to note right up front is thriving for each of us is different things. There are some people who love to travel. Traveling is part of their life, part of the world they want to live in. There are other people that are real homebodies. They don't really want to leave home ever if they can get away with it. Um, you know, and that's okay. There's no judgment on any of it. It's just simply a matter of, you know, living your best life. Not living the guy next door to you's best life. Not living Oprah's best life. But living your own personal best life, living a way that you feel like you're thriving in your life. And when your life is thriving, then your business will too. When we are having personal things, whether they're stuff um, you know, that are internal in us or things that are coming at us externally, when we have those kind of things that are coming at us in our personal life, they affect our business. Um, you know, the age-old phrase, it's not personal, it's just business. Uh, you know, that's very, very true, but it isn't at the same time because our businesses are very personal to us, especially as self-employed, as entrepreneurs. Um, you know, our business is part of our identity. It's part of our life. It's like, uh, you know, our only child or one of our children, all of those kind of things. And so... You're going to have days when you're going to feel things. Um, and I'm not talking about that. But in general, if you are living a thriving life, if you are thriving in your life, then you will thrive in your business. Now, here is the big secret. And this is what we're going to talk about today. Is our need as people to have other people in our life. Um, for those of you that have been following, you know, my book, 10 Things You Must Have to Succeed in Life and Business, um, covered all of the 10 things that I've now been re-releasing. Each of the 10 things is its own standalone book. I think they're more powerful that way. Um, and we haven't done the book yet on the different types of relationships, but you need mentors and coaches. You need advisors. And those are different. You know, a mentor or a coach is somebody that you're going to pay to help up-level you. You're, they're a person that's actually physically going to 
give you drills to practice drill and rehearse. If you think about it as a football player, basketball player, any of those kind of things, you know, the coach is the person that comes out every day and makes you run wind sprints or, um, you know, any of those kind of things to improve who you are. Um, And the same thing is true in business. We have coaches that are, you know, pouring into us. Before the coaching industry blew up like it did, we used to call those mentors, people that we, again, would pay to train us is the best way of saying it. In addition to that, you have advisors. Now, advisors are different. Often advisors will receive like advisory shares of stock in your company. If you're a stock-based company or if you're a corporation or they may even be made partners in an LLC. But advisors are people who are going to, and they're usually the ones that are way far ahead of you. You know, they're the 20, 30, 50 steps ahead of you. And they're going to step in from all of the knowledge they've accumulated. And they're going to say, you know, I've been down where this path that you're on right now, and here's what you're going to find. And here's what I would recommend you do to uh, succeed going down this path or to avoid the pitfalls that are down that path. And that's an advisor. At the end of the day, your advisory board, your advisors, they're not likely to give you assignments. They're going to give you their information based on their experience. Again, they may be compensated in, in some sort of a way, uh, but at the end of the day, they're really just going to give you advice. And then you can take it or leave it. I mean, obviously, it's smart in business that if you're going to bring somebody on, especially if you're going to create an advisory board, that you listen to what they're saying. <laughs> I mean, that just kind of makes sense. But at the end of the day, they're not the one who is giving you the assignments like the coach. There's a third group of people in our lives. Um, and I cover this one in the book. I cover it as a genuine love for people. But I really want to focus in on the necessity of people in our lives. It's what I really want to talk about. Now, we do need those advisors. We do need those coaches. But we need peers. We need people that are at, generally speaking, the same level of us. Not necessarily in the same industry. Sometimes, but usually they're in a different ish industry, you know, they're entrepreneurs, but they probably aren't working in the niche you're working in. We need those peers. There are so many phrases, and I'm going to try not to overload you with what Kathy calls Steve-isms. We've kind of transitioned to calling them Thrive-isms, and uh, by saying that, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I know that most, if not all of these, came from somebody else. We just kind of call it that because it's been so many years that I don't even remember a lot of them. I try to quote the source whenever it comes to mind, but I don't want anybody to feel slighted if it happens to have been their phrase and I don't specifically remember that it was you. (laughs) Thank you for what you poured into my life and for the advisory coaching things that you've done for me. Uh, You know, with our peers, the statement, no man is an island comes to mind. When we isolate ourselves, and pain will do this to you, when you go through a trauma, the just as, as when you touch a hot stove, for example, your immediate reaction is to pull away. 
you know, you don't just leave your hand on there cooking your hand. <laughs> you pull away from the stove. We do that emotionally in times of trauma in our lives. We pull back. The outcome of that stereotypically is that when we're going through that trauma, we quickly get to a place where we feel like our situation in life is unique that we are the only person in the world who's ever been through this. Nobody could ever completely understand how I'm feeling. And so we just pull back from everybody and we don't look for help or advice. Um, often what we find when we're helping people write their books is that by them sharing their truth, their story, and pouring out their time of isolation, that it helps other people go, wait a minute, I'm going through that too. Maybe I'm not alone. It's a really cool thing to watch. I love it when people start getting feedback on their book and it ends up being things like it helped me be able to see beyond the circumstance that I'm in right now to be able to make a newer or better choice. Uh, I love that impact. And we need the influence of other people in our lives. I love the old phrase, iron sharpens iron. What that means is, is that somebody that's really getting it done and you come in contact with them, it's not a battle scene. You're not fighting against one another, but in your striving for excellence and their striving for excellence, your metal comes together and you make each other sharper. You make each other stronger because of that, uh, you know, that coming together um, and like I said, not in a combative way, but rather in a way of camaraderie. Um, because it really is true that it's not good for us to be alone. I love that way back early on, early in Genesis, God says, you know, it's not good for man to be alone, but I will make for him a help meet. And I want all you ladies to understand the concept behind that is not a servant not a, um, you know, household slave, <laughs> none of those kind of things. It's literally that person to help you, to meet with you, and be, um, you know, significantly your other. And that's why I love the phrase, your significant other, um, is because they really truly are. Um, there's some really good teachings about a wife um, fitting perfectly underneath of your arm because they were taken from the rib and now they come back together and the two become one. And I could go on. I could, you know, preach a whole sermon on this because it's a really cool topic. But the point is, is that no man is an island. No, it's not good for man to be alone. And by man, I mean mankind, men, women. It's just not good. We need that camaraderie. We need to bounce our ideas off of people. We need to have people that are on our same level to be able to share our struggles and victories with you, with each other, so that we can see the commonality and begin to grow again rather than retreat. But also so that we can, uh, you know, get other ideas. The old saying is two heads are better than one. And, you know, you've even heard other people probably saying things, you know, it's like if two heads are better than one, then imagine how good ten heads are. Um, that kind of a thing. It's really important that we understand how important, how necessary our association 
with other people. Our having others in our life is in our success and helping us thrive as a person. You know, sometimes what we need from that group is for them to just, you know, give us the attaboy. I, I talk a lot about uh, rewarding yourself, giving yourself certificates and things like that. But sometimes we just need somebody outside of ourselves to, uh, you know, to tell us, hey, you did a really good job there. That's why I think personally, husband and wife teams are unstoppable is because they can support one another when they're down. They can encourage one another. They can also be there to give kudos to one another. Hey, you know, you did a really great job on that today. I love listening to Kathy when she does her Facebook Lives. I don't know how many of you have caught her Facebook Live. If you haven't ever, you know, if you haven't ever heard Kathy on Facebook Live, Kathy Kid, both with K's, Kathy with a K, Kid with a K, um, you know, Try to find her and friend her or watch her uh, be a follower of her so that when she does a Facebook Live, you can listen to it. First of all, she drops nuggets. I mean, bombs is really a better word. She gives out some amazingly great content. Uh, but secondarily, it's really fun to watch her because you have to understand, Kathy was at a place when I met her where she had just recently come through a point where she had agoraphobia so bad that she didn't leave her house for three months. Not for food, not anything. She bribed a pizza delivery guy to go to the drugstore near there, you know, near her house, and buy her some cold medicine when she was cold, when she was that sick. She didn't go out of the house to the mailbox to check the mail. And now, you know, she's on international stages. She does Facebook Lives. It's really cool to watch. But I love to also be able to be the one, after she's done, to be able to go, hey, you know, that was really good. I really liked hearing you. I really liked watching you. I remember a couple of years ago, a um, year and a half or so, she was doing a sales call, and it happened to be one of those, we were both in the car, probably out getting coffee for Kathy, um, one of our normal things in life. And um, she did the sales call, and so I was sitting there, and I got to hear her into the conversation. And afterwards, I was able to tell her, I was like, you know, you did a really good job there. I gleaned some things. And I did. The sales pitch that I now do when I'm talking to people about getting their book done um, is heavily influenced by some of the things that I've also heard her say that I'm like, ooh, I want to include that. That's powerful. Um, and so, like I said, husband and wife teams are great. But even with that, I want you to understand that you need a set of peers. You need a group of people. You need to bounce off the ideas. You need to also be giving. I think a lot of the times we miss how impactful our ability to give of ourselves is. You know, Kathy and I teach that with social media, you should do nine gives for everyone ask. A give could be as simple as a comment or a like. Um, you know, before you just go out there and blast the world, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Hey, have you bought my stuff yet? How about buying my stuff? <laughs> um, but rather just give. Just be out there. Put the information out to them for free. Be part of the community. And we need that in our lives, too. We need to take what we've learned, our insight, our intuition, 
um, and really be able to help other people. There is a part of life that if you don't have it in your life, you really need to understand that has to do with really giving of yourself that is so impactful and so important because if not, you become stagnated. Stagnant water comes when there is not adequate flow of water moving through there and it stills to the point where leaves fall in it and stuff like that. I mean, if you don't believe me, if you've got a pool in your backyard, turn off the pump for a couple of days, let alone a couple of weeks, and see how gross it gets real quick. Um, you know, we don't want to become stagnant. We want to be powerful in what we do. And part of that has to do with having an output so that we have room for things to come back into us. If you begin to think of yourself as a giant conduit, information comes in one side, goes out the other. Information, uh, you know, as well as money. Money comes into your life and then money flows back out of your life and allows you to then have room for more money to come back in. It's an important part of it. So you really do need to have coaches and mentors. You need to have advisors, but you also need to have a group of friends that are your business friends that you can be like iron sharpening iron. You can help each other to not isolate, but to really reach out so that all of you together are coming together with the goal of living as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today we're talking about our need for people in our life, our need to allow people to train us to the next level, to lead us, but most importantly, our need for business friends, our need for people to help up-level us to be the best version of ourselves. Now, I don't want this whole show to just be me giving you my insights on that. So I'm so glad to be able to have a guest today that this is his specialty and he can talk about the reasons why you want to really become accountable and part of a community of people that you're each pouring into each other's lives. So with that, 
join me in welcoming Ronan Leonard. Hi, Ronan. How are you today? I'm excellent, Steve. How are you? I'm doing really great. So in the, uh, you know, stuff that we're setting up the session for today, it says the name of your company is eCountability. Uh, is that your main company? That's correct. Yeah, it's a play on words for accountability because I believe a lot of small business owners lack lack that sort of accountability and the person to sort of push them on a bit and just keep them on the right track. So that's how I named my business. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background. What got you from where you started to starting eCountability? Wow. Long and checkered career, Steve. Well, I, I wouldn't even call it a career, actually. I just sort of followed what I enjoyed doing. Uh, I used to work on cruise ships, and when I was 23, the cruise ship I worked on sunk on a violent storm in South Africa. And at the time, I worked in the gift shop, and all the senior officers, most of the crew, abandoned us and left me and some of the entertainers to organize all the rescue. And I wasn't equipped for it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just jumped in and helped. And as a result, that sort of gave me this sort of lifelong um lesson about what what I what my makeup is I didn't panic I just sort of dropped in uh, but I did another nine years uh, traveling on the world on cruise ships used to work for Royal Caribbean then I set my own business up when I came to Australia here married a, a lovely Australian woman and I used to run events for over a decade and again a common theme in that was that a lot of my a lot of my contractors, because it was very, very seasonal, would ask me about they were starting their own business and they would just work for me part time just to get some extra money in. And they would ask me about setting up a business. What does that look like? How do you do that? So I just used to help them whenever they had any sort of advice. Uh, but I also realized that accountability was probably one of the biggest issues that people sort of face. They just don't know what they don't know. And, and that's where setting up mastermind groups came in. So about three years ago, I came into mastermind groups really late. And I know it's quite a popular sort of trend now. But seeing that and, and seeing the bits that I was missing myself in my business was a light bulb moment for me. So I figured that I could use the skills I was already doing in a casual basis and just ramp that up and connect people together in, in these masterminds where they learn, grow and share with each other. So in a very checkered roundabout way, I think I finally found my my true calling, Steve. Yeah. Isn't it funny how life kind of takes a circle to finally get us to the point where we're really ready to start? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes we, we all have one or two things that we're really, really good at. There's a few outliers that are good at everything. You know, there's annoying people that are great at all sports and everything they try their hand to. But for the majority of us, we tend to be good at just one or two things. And some people never find that. And, and some people uh, discover it late in life or, or, or have missed some key patterns along the way. And I think sometimes a bit of self-reflection about what, what's your intrinsic values, what you really love to do, where do those two things meet, is where you can eventually find your true genius. I know that for a lot of people, and I'm sure you ran into this too, accountability is something that all of us need, but pretty much all of us fight against too. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the elephant in the room. And I, I think the best way to describe it is that most people start a small business because they're either got a lot of ideas or they're a technician. 
and they're leaving the corporate world or they're leaving the job they worked with because they didn't like their boss or they think oh, I could do better than that. So they they leave and, and then start their own business because they think they've got all this freedom. And the reality is the exact opposite. You need that structure, that discipline. But the, at the end of the week, there's no one there to say to you, did you do the things you're supposed to do, which was the old boss that you didn't like. So whether your boss was a good boss or bad boss, they were there to keep you accountable. And, and in your small business, when it's just you running it, there is no one there to say you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So I, I often believe you're right, that that is the missing sort of piece. People people need it, but they <laughs> they don't want it, so to speak. So there's an old saying, what starts out right ends up right, and what starts out wrong may never get right. So obviously the best time to, to embrace accountability is when you're a small business and it's just you <laughs> as opposed to having hundreds of employees and then trying to figure out accountability. So how do we by ourselves, though, uh, you know, learn how to be accountable when there isn't now a boss that's making us be accountable to something? I think the majority of it comes down to habits. What's your if you start to you know, Stephen R. Covey, what gets tracked gets measured. You look at those sorts of things. So from the very start, if you start to put in some checks and balances about yourself and, and that creates that habit and that flow and that just ensures that you are measuring the right things, you are measuring yourself, you, which is your own accountability. And if you set down a goal, you sit down at the end of the week, you look at it, did I achieve that? No, why not? And you can do those five whys. Why did that happen? You ask the, the why five times. But you eventually, if you are serious about um, improving your business and improving yourself, you will put down those metrics that would allow you to be a little bit self-critical about yourself rather than just having this goal in your head that this week I'm going to get two new customers and then you get caught up in all the minutiae and, and your goal to get those two customers, which probably required you to make 10 calls or 20 calls, whatever your, whatever your, your metric is, your conversion rate. And that's the hard thing. But you would follow up and, and do that because without that, you just won't grow your business at the, the speed or the, or the size that you want it to. So the company is called eCountability. So I'm assuming that there is some Internet uh, component to it. How do you help me out? Um, on the internet so that I become accountable right now? Well, effectively in our masterminds, we take you through a 13-week growth phase where we go back to the very start and we work on your business why. Why are you in business? The, the funny thing is most people don't know why they're in business. Uh, so we go through this 13-week sort of program of getting you to just look at all of the things that you, you're you good at, your unique ability, how you can start to track the, the, the right things, what your growth plan looked like. But that's, then you also meet up in a virtual mastermind group with people from all over the world to help you with that goal setting, help you with that advice. And, and, and the thing is, there is so much information out there at the moment but business is still failing at the same rate they were 30 years ago, if not higher. So it's clearly not information. We don't lack information. We're not short of the latest trick on to, to how to grow your social media or how to, to work on your, your copy on your website. But all that information is out there. It's a question of applying it and joining in the dots and find those missing bits. But also one of the key benefits of masterminds is that you collaborate with other like-minded people and, and that's where the true growth happens. When you see your peers that are often just a little bit ahead of you, have got different idea 
and and you go okay yeah why why am i not doing that so they inspire you to in, to improve all the time mm, i like that masterminds are so key i i hope that everybody is listening is in some kind of a mastermind whether it's a small group there in your area or it's an international one doesn't really matter uh, you know we need other people especially if you're a solo entrepreneur nobody can go it alone there is nobody that's built as an individual to be an island, to be by themselves, to be such a trailblazer that they just go out there and they spend forever alone. There are some of us who have personalities that um, you know tend towards being uh, selective and or individual with a lot of their life. My wife Kathy, um, you know, she's an INTP. Now, you need to understand that INTP is a very extreme, uh, rare personality type. It's something like 4% of the entire population of the world, and less than 1% of those are women. So to be a female INTP is a very obscure thing. And what that means is that their driving force is their ability to mentally come up with amazing and powerful things. And that's why Kathy is so good at making millionaires is because her INTP thing, you know, so Einstein was an INTP and his was in science. You know, he came up with concepts that nobody had ever even imagined the concept of because science was his thing. Um, you know, and for Kathy, it's business. And so she will have insights both through the research she does as well as just information she collects INTPs tend to just be information gathering machines you know and then randomly something will come up and they'll already have the info because they just store it away um, but even as an introvert now we need to understand introverts aren't socially awkward introverts are people who they do not get their energy from being with others being with others is a drain on their energy. The perfect example I heard is, is somebody said, you know, an extrovert is like a person who starts with an empty bag, uh, you know, ready to be able to collect. An introvert is a person who like starts the day with a bag of quarters and every person they come in contact with, they give a quarter to. Introvert or extrovert, doesn't matter. They give away that quarter and eventually they're going to be completely empty. An extrovert, they start off the day with their bag completely empty and eventually there is no such thing as being overflowed. You know, an extrovert gets to the place where they just have too much extroversion. Well, that's not totally true. There can be places where an extrovert needs time alone in a way too. But, um, you know, that kind of gives you the idea and so, but even introverts, it isn't that they're socially awkward or that they don't need people. They just simply need to understand the energy output that it's going to be to be with those people so that they bring the people into their lives as needed to help them thrive in life and then also plan time to recoup that energy after you know, they've depleted themselves because they've gone around giving out their quarters to everybody in their mastermind all day long, you know, and now they need to come home and take a nap. And that's, you know, that's totally fine. It doesn't mean you should stay away from people. It just simply means you need to understand the dynamic of how your energy works with working with people 
and then invest wisely, smart, use your brains with who you're investing yourself into. You know, the age old phrase, the people that you're most like are the five people you spend the most time with. If they're just draining your energy and they're not giving back to you as well, that can be a real inequity real quick. So it's really important that you understand who you are inside and that you then manage your time, manage the people you spend time with, and really succeed because you have a plan for how you're going to thrive in your life. Because remember, when you're thriving in your life, you're going to thrive in your business. And in business, by being part of a mastermind, you can really truly thrive because you have spent the time with people that are going to help move you to the next level. And that's what we want, isn't it? It's to live as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. I'm here today with Ronan Leonard, and we are talking about masterminds, about accountability, about intentionally putting yourself in a group of people to allow you to up-level and to also help up-level them to be part of an intentional community that's come together for the reason of growing in your business, to succeed together is so much fun. And I really hope you've gotten some great information out of it. We wanna move on now and give you some specifics. So let's talk about some specifics. If uh, if I wanna get accountable and I've just never really been accountable in my business, what would be the first step forward that I need to do? How do I find the mastermind? What, what What are the steps I can take? There's several key steps. One of them really is to just to have a look at your your daily workflow and, and just work on all of the things that you can let go, all of the things that you're a unique genius, uh, but also what can you track and, and measure. Like I said, it comes back to, to, to habits. Um, I learned the Rockefeller dot system. Uh, about three or four years ago, and it's been inst- it's been instrumental in me being so much more productive, because in our head we have this idea that we'll do something, uh, and and the Rockefeller dot system is just a simple system where you just dot down every day all the things that you've promised to yourself. It might be a list of eight nine things, whatever the the key metrics are for you as a habit, 
because it's your rituals and habits that create that the create that flow and create those results it's not not ideas not goal setting it's actually the habits uh, but you can look around for for masterminds within your own network if you're active on linkedin you can reach out to people uh, look at people you admire and look at people one or two steps above you everybody thinks that they want to be connected with gary v or, or richard branson and, and i see that all the time or mark cuban and they find these people that are way way ahead of them but the reality is if you can find a couple of people that are at a similar level to you, a little bit higher, have the growth mindset, want to collaborate, want to want to be part of what your success story looks like, then you will find those people and you will attract them and you'll create your own sort of dynamic group where you you all motivate each other. You all you say they say a rising tide lifts all boats, and that is so true in a mastermind group. And the nice thing about it is is that. Uh, you know, in the several different masterminds I've been in, some of them become like lifelong issues. You know, you're you're going to be friends with these people forever. And others of them, they're for the season, you know, and then uh, maybe you grew more than they did, maybe vice versa. <laughs> um, you know, and you can always move on to another group, but you do still need that accountability. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Some of them are seasonal. It's it's a little bit like friends. Uh, they some of them sort of come and go, and some of them stay for for, for life. And and that's all okay. That's all just part of it. There is constant change, but certainly you do you do want that sort of core group of people that you know, really really get you and and really sort of collaborate with you. Uh, small business is is really tough. We don't have the resources of, of of big business. So the more you can collaborate with people, the more you can share ideas, resources, uh, anything that sort of helps you along your journey and you helping others is instrumental in the difference between success and failure. So many people I've, I've spoke to that uh, had a had an idea that they. They didn't share because they just thought they'd do it themselves. And then they get six, 12 months, 18 months down the rabbit hole of finding that it wasn't a good idea. And, and a group around them would have helped them change that idea, would have given them feedback. So it's getting outside of your own head and just sharing um, all your frustrations, problems, wins, everything with, with people that, that, that get you and champion you and that you can help them as well. I think that's a really good point you brought up, and that really has to do with openness and authenticity. Um, I've been in a few, few groups, I'm sure you've been in a couple like this too, where the people are trying to pretend that they're not. And, you know, if you're not open with the people, they can't help you with the things that are really going on. Yeah, that's the key difference between a, a, a true mastermind group and a Facebook group. Because if you look at everyone's Facebook profile or LinkedIn, you know everyone's got it all figured out. You know their 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 bios are amazing, but the reality is something completely different. But you're not going to post on a Facebook group saying I'm really struggling with my marketing or I haven't figured this out. Can, can you help me? And and random strangers will give you their opinion, which is that just random strange strangers. But when you join a group that week in, week out you meet or every fortnight and you go deeper and deeper and you you share your 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 frustrations as well as your wins and as well as your challenges, then they're much more they're much more open to be helping you because inherently 
in, in business, business as, as a simple solution is we help somebody at a price they're happy to pay. So we're used to helping people. That's what we what we do in business. Uh, so it's just a question of then just creating that personal part to it where you're helping other people, they're helping you, and you're creating that symbiotic relationship, as I said, where you all sort of grow together instead of trying to figure it all out yourself. I love masterminds. You know, I I take them so for granted that it's fun to have conversations with people like you uh, to remember how much I like them, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, d- done, done right. You know, Steve, we all need we all need those those champions and those those people that just get us. And and your vibe attracts your tribe. And when you look around, when I first heard the Jim Rohn quote of you know, the average of the five people you spend the most time with, I thought that sounded a bit harsh. I thought it was a reflection on my family or my friends. But it is so true that there are people you probably got friends that you've had for a long time, and then you just find that they're just dragging they're just dragging you down they're so negative or they've got a different belief system to you or you just no longer connect with them because you've grown so you do you do have to constantly look at the the people around you and do they inspire you do they they challenge you do they do they motivate you and and if not then start to look around for other people that do so we talked earlier in the broadcast about the um, you know, the circuitous route that you took to get to being in business. Um, but if you had a time capsule and you could go back in time and talk to the younger version of yourself, what is that one thing that you know now that you wish you would have known back then when you were starting into business? It would probably be two things. One would be to, to meditate. Uh, I only came to meditation about three years ago. Uh, and the other one would just be uh, ask more questions and be more curious. Uh, I think I spent a lot of time, again, in, in my own head, which is why I'm now a bit more of a champion of, of collaborating with people. So those would be the two lessons that I've, I've learned, and I would tell my younger self to, to follow those two things. Wouldn't it be fun if we could go back and tell our younger self that? <laughs> um, <laughs> So let's be good, uh, good teachers. Let's leave people with some actions they can take. What are some actions that a person right now, they could pause this show and they could take action on right now? Look, the one thing would be to just to have a look at how you structure your day. What does that look like? And, and work on your highest leverage, your most important task and your highest leverage. And if you keep those two front of mind almost every day when you start the day, What's my highest leverage? What's my most important task? Do those things first, and then you can open up your inbox and all the minutiae and the phone calls and all the other distractions can happen. But if you've nailed those two things, uh, then you've got a structure and and you feel like you've won the day, in in my opinion. I agree completely. Absolutely. So people that would like to go further, deeper with you, how can they contact you? Uh, on LinkedIn, I'm Ronan Leonard, the mastermind guy, and my website is eCountability.io, and my Twitter handle is eCountability. I'm not sure I know. What, what country is IO? 
Uh, it's it's just a, a tech um, extension, oh, okay. so it's right. yeah, it's it's global, yeah. So it's not it's not uh, like IT like Italy. It's it's a global one. Okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> um, and you said you had a free giveaway for the people. Um, did you decide which one you'd like to give to the listeners? Yeah, I believe the the, the Rockefeller dot system. I mean, Rockefeller made billions uh, in today's money and and he was all about those those habits and and tracking those so i'll give you the link to the rockefeller dot system all you do is print it out you put on the left hand side you just put all the things that you uh, your habits that you want to track almost on a daily basis and then you just you just literally for 10 seconds just dot down at the end of the day did i did i do those and by the end of the month you can see the snapshot of where you're missing those things so i'm happy to share that with with your audience steve yeah, what is that link? I will I'll give it to your show notes because it's a direct link from the back end oh, of my gotcha. website. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that will be that will be down in the show notes on the show. Um, and I encourage everybody to uh, you know to check that out and go through that. That is very powerful system. Um, and who doesn't want to learn from a guy that was multimillionaire then, billionaire would be now. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, he was all about he was all about habits. So it's as I said, it's the habits and the rituals that will get you where you need to be, not not these lofty goals that you never finish. Ronan, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show. Do you have any uh, concluding remarks you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, look, we're all on our own different journey. So it's there's no cookie cutter advice out there that's going to show you the right path. You've got to try try a few things. There's always trial and error. But ultimately, if you can find those people that the champion, even an accountability partner, just people that get you and, and, and you can bounce some ideas off or a mentor, that is, that is one of the best things you do in business. My encouragement is not to go alone because... Um, the, the the lonely path is is fraught with wrong turns and it's just so much harder so find those people around you that, that just get you and that, that champion you and that you can work together with Ronan Leonard from eCountability.io Ronan thank you so much for spending some time with us here today oh, Steve it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me on your show I hope everybody that's listening to this episode literally is running out now and joining a mastermind or you're already part of one. Um, if you're already part of one, take the time to thank the members of your mastermind for being such an important, integral part of your life and your business. Um, and then really show up, whether it's online and you guys are meeting for an hour or two hours once a week, once a month, once a quarter, whatever your group meets as, um, preferably regularly. Weekly really does work best. But um, when that time is, for that hour, that two hours, whatever that amount of time is, really show up. Show up ready to do the work, to really be an active and contributing part of the group. You'll be you'll be the winner for it. You'll benefit as much as they do. And like I said, there's that element of giving as well as receiving. You want to be there to have that outflow, 
Remember the example I used at the beginning of the show about the pipe, about the conduit, to let it flow in, let information come in and let it go back out, let money come in and let it go back out. Be an active and contributing part of your mastermind so that you can really succeed. You can really get it done and make it happen in your life and your business. You'll be glad that you did. And at the end of the day, in your life, you can know that you're living as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. Thank you to our guest, Ronan Leonard, who really poured some great information into us about accountability. I want you to really take to heart that word, accountability. His company, E-Accountability, which by very nature lets us know that this doesn't have to be an in-person kind of thing, really helps us understand and focus on one of the most fundamental elements of really just being a human being. Um, and by succeeding as a person, we then succeed as a business. It's important that we understand how important people are to us. We need other people. Um, you know, we want to be connected. And we really thrive the best when we're connected to people that help us make it to that next level. People that aren't just pulling us down. I think every single one of us has had that person in our life that is a drain, they're a drag on us. And it's so difficult to, uh, you know, to lose them out of our lives because usually they mean a lot to us. But as we grow, as we're committed to becoming better people, sometimes there are people that we have to lovingly hug them, thank them for what they've been in our life, and then remove them from our lives. Or, you know, sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes, you know, they're family members. Maybe it's even like your mom or dad or, you know, a brother or sister or something like that. You know, in that particular case, you know, you're not going to divorce yourself from your, you know, your absolute immediate family. Um, but you may need to anesthetize yourself from them to intentionally spend time with them 
rather than just allowing them 100% access to you. And that would be horrible if that is the case, but it is important that we grow, that we make good relationships with people, solid, strong relationships that are impacting us and encouraging us to move forward, to advance who we are in the world. And here's why. It's not because of some arrogant or egotistical reason or something, um, you know, that I want you to feel bad about yourself for. But it's just simply a matter of the fact that you have an impact to make in this world. You are so important. I mean, I tell you every single week, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. And in order to be able to fulfill that purpose, to shine that unique brilliance to the world that so desperately needs you, we have to manage our time, manage our surroundings, manage the people that are in our life so that we are growing, so that we are putting the stuff out there, so that we then can reach back to the people that are five and ten steps behind us and help them make it through something that you've been through. Often, the very thing that is so easy for you that you probably have discounted it. You probably literally have found yourself saying, well, that's no big deal, everybody can do that. That is the very thing that is at the heart and soul of your unique brilliance, but is also something that somebody is probably on Google right now as we're talking about this, searching for the answer. I mean, there's like seven and a half billion people in the world, so it's not that difficult for us to think that out of all of those people, that one of them may right this very second be looking for an answer that you have the answer for. And at the end of the day, that's really what we're all about, is we want to make the difference in the world. I love the old phrase, it's not about you, because it never was. The giftings, the talents, the abilities that you have, they weren't given so that you can walk around and be like, look at me, I'm great at this, but rather so that you can use those talents in the most powerful and impactful way to make the biggest difference in the world that you can make so that you do your part. You don't need to do other person's part. The person who lives next door to you, they're responsible for them. They've gotta get it done. They've gotta do what they need to do for themselves. So rather than judging ourselves by someone outside of ourselves because they're saying better or worse than us, we need to simply hold who we were yesterday up as an example. And maybe yesterday was a bad day. And so maybe what we need to do today is just simply do better today than we did yesterday. Maybe yesterday was a great day. And then in that case, we want to just simply take another needlepoint move forward, just a little tiny step to get just a little bit better to move forward and be more than we were yesterday. Only measured against ourselves. 
when we fall down, the great news is we can reboot and get back up. And when we succeed, hooray for us. Celebrate you. And then find a way today to rejoice while it's called today. And to grow while it's called today. My good friend Ernie Villanueva, who's been on the show before, Ernie, oh, I love this statement. He says, yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is the only legal tender that you have to spend. The successes and the failures from yesterday, they're gone. You have the capability and the ability to maximize today in spite of the past. The future is bright. It's amazing. It's going to be wonderful. But you can't spend tomorrow until you get to tomorrow. You can't use up tomorrow's energy. Those of you that are like myself, you're a little bit older now. You know, you don't have the energy that you did when you were 20. You know, I'm 51 now. And you look at 20-year-olds, you're like, oh, man, I wish I had the energy that they do. Or I look at my grandkids, you know, and they're like, oh, man, remember when you were 8 and 9 years old or 4 years old and you could just run constantly? Um, you know, you may not have that level of energy anymore. But you still can make a huge impact. You can manage how you use that energy today because you don't get to pull into the well of tomorrow and take tomorrow's energy. You know, it's like I want to use today and tomorrow's energy both combined together and then um, tomorrow I'll take a nap all day. <laughs> doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Even if you were in a coma yesterday, you don't get to have yesterday's energy into today. So make a powerful, effective use of today. Share your message with the world. Put your book out there in the world. And while you're writing a book, why not make it a bestseller? Join us at Bestsellers Guild. We would love to have you there. It's a free group. All you got to do is go to bestsellersguild.com. It'll take you to the Facebook group. It has to join. And we'll be glad to have you in there with us and help you wherever you are on your journey of writing publishing and marketing your book to bestseller and then taking and sharing it with the world because you are more than enough the world needs you you are so important you need other people in your life so that they can help you be the best version of yourself and when you put all of your talents together with all the friends that are helping get you to a better place, you really truly can live a thriving life. You can have great days. You can know that Kathy and I are here to help you to live every single day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We're here for you. We'd be glad to help you succeed. Join us at Bestsellers Guild. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.